This is the Tiger Town Sports Podcast, a podcast made to connect more with supporters of Northeast Athletics. Each week, we interview those who are responsible for setting the culture and leading our programs to success. Welcome to Tiger Town. And welcome into another edition of the Tiger Town Sports Podcast here. We welcome you to Northeast Mississippi Community College. A first game week in the books, and we'll look back at that here in just a second. Ron Moreland to my right, I'm Blake Long. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Tiger Town Sports Podcast. Our feature interview coming up here in just a moment is Sean Cannon, the defensive coordinator of our Northeast Tigers. We'll talk more about him in just a second. But, Brian, last week was a historic week here at Northeast, our volleyball program making its official debut. Yeah, the first two matches in program history for the volleyball team it was a, a different experience to be had and something that I hope that we can build and move forward on in the future I agree with that completely and so the first match of course happening last Tuesday night over at Bevel State Community College that was I believe the 22nd of August is that correct date uh, that sounds, uh, right. sounds right so we'll go with that off the top of my head <laughs> hopefully I didn't just misspoke there but either way we were in Bevel State Fayette Alabama our first trip to Fayette um, and there was a pretty interesting crowd I'll admit it was a good crowd for the first match saw a lot of Northeast black and gold in the stands was appreciative of that unfortunately the uh, match didn't go the way we wanted it to a 3-0 win by Bevel State but I love the way the Lady Tigers fought back in sets two and three especially yeah Bevel State had played four matches before that so they were definitely uh, I guess more in tone more in sync a little bit than we had been because this was our first game action and game action is just a whole lot different than practice so it was good to kind of, you know, kind of shake the rust off in set one. But like you said, they bounced back really strong in sets two and three. Sure did. And uh, the third set especially ended up 28-26 in favor of Bevel State. Uh, unfortunate loss there, a heartbreaking way to end the match. Uh, but Coach Mays was very positive after the match, said for the first time through she thought it was okay. Uh, a few too many errors for sure, especially from the service line. Um, but overall there was a lot to build on in my opinion. Oh, yeah. I mean, obviously you want to, you know, take the errors back a little bit dial them back a little bit but overall a, a really good performance from them for the first outing no question about that then over on friday it's kind of the same story loss instead if you look at the stat sheet a 3-0 loss but sets two and three very competitive all the way to the end yeah it was almost just a kind of a carbon copy of the first match against bevel but you know you built you know now there's a chance to build off of it two road matches to start now you get to come back home for several matches in a row. That's exactly right. That's the good news. We'll talk about that at the end of the podcast as we look ahead to what's coming up this week here at Northeast. So volleyball officially underway. Uh, football, though, coming quickly into view, Ryan. We're looking forward to some gridiron action here at Northeast. That's going to be the primary focus of our next two weeks here on the Tigertown Sports Podcast as we welcome in our two coordinators for this Northeast football team this year. And we'll start with our defensive coordinator, as we mentioned earlier, Sean Cannon. Yeah, he's really familiar familiar to Northeast you know he played here as a student and then of course was the head coach and at Etiwamba so he knows all about Northeast and we kind of know all about him so it was it was uh, really good to sit down with him for a little bit absolutely a great interview hope you'll stay tuned for the entire thing as we go through his entire coaching career he is a national champion as a coach a multi-time conference champion going back to his days at Delta State and North Alabama uh, well-traveled well-experienced but he knows this area like the back of his hand a great recruiter and we're excited to have Sean Cannon home here at Northeast starting this year as defensive coordinator and we're going to talk to him here in just a second but uh, again Ron I thought it was a really good interview um, um, that he went through and, and mentioned some guys as well. I'm excited to hear about some of the names that will be starting on our defense this year too. 
Yeah, he kind of gave us a little preview of what to expect. And from what he was saying, you know, it sounds like the defense is going to be right up there where it has been in years mm-hmm. previous. And so that is exciting news. Of course, one of the things that if you think of Northeast football, you think of top-notch talent on defense, whether it be a Tristan Newson, uh, who looks like he may be about to get the starting nod at Missouri, a DeAndre Prince starting at Ole Miss, you know, and the list can go on back down the line. You know, Northeast defense, the last several years have come through when we've needed it. Oh, yeah, the defense has produced a lot of, you know, in this part of the country, SEC Division One talent that has gone on to the NFL and then and continued to excel. Absolutely. So let's uh, take a timeout right now. And when we come back, our feature interview for this week's Tigertown Sports Podcast will be defensive coordinator Sean Cannon. But first, this right here on the Tigertown Sports Podcast. Someone once said, life is constantly moving forward. And that's the way we like it. First day, first year moving forward, fast. Don't just find yourself, create your future. Want to design something? Great, learn how to design websites and apps. Learn anything. With education, you can change the world. Future in fighting crime? Want to save lives? Do it here, and here too. Side by side, learning from experts in their fields. But you've got to move forward fast. Because today is now and tomorrow is coming soon. And to get ahead of the game, you've got to get ahead of your time. Moving forward, not backwards, forward. So what are you waiting on? Get moving. Move your ideas. Move others too. This is your future, your opportunity. So take it and move all of us forward. And welcome back to the Tiger Town Sports Podcast here as we get ready for football season. We're going to be talking to our coordinators over the next two weeks, as we mentioned off the top of the show. And to my right is our new defensive coordinator here at Northeast, Coach Sean Cannon. Coach, how's everything going? Man, it's all right. How's everything going? Man, we are good here, and we are looking forward to some Tiger football. Um, Coach, you got here in January to take over this new position. Since then, how have things been going so far in this new role? Well, you know, time flies. Uh, you know, we got thinking about when we – first got here to where we are now you know it 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 seems like it was two weeks ago right and that's how quick football gets up on you and you know when you go through the the off season and you go through spring ball and summer and you know here we are two weeks almost two weeks away you know from playing Mm -hmm. so uh, you know a little bit different this year you know back in the season up where we normally played that you know that first week of uh you know the last week of uh, of the month, and now right. you're, we're kicked over into September. So a little bit longer preseason, but, you know, worst time. Worst time as a coach, worst time as a player because, you know, it, it, will the game ever get here? You're tired of practicing against each other mm-hmm. and that type thing. And so, uh, you know, if we can just get the get the guys to, to game week, I think everything, uh, you know, will, will be good. And then you'll look up and it'll be November before we know it. You know, just, no it just start it and it goes fast. So. Uh, but uh, but but very excited and you know ready to get it going. You know you're a veteran of this league and that's an interesting point about the extra week of practice. As far as teaching the schematics and all that, do you like the extra week built in before the week of the season starts? Yeah, it's good. You know, and as a coach, you you have a lot of time. Uh, you're not really game planning for anybody yet, and so you know you're kind of experimenting a little bit. Well, let's try this or try that, and then. You know, sometimes that's good. Sometimes it's bad. You know, you you, you get to going well. You know, let's look at adding a couple things here and then then you kind of kind of go back and reset like let's just keep doing what we've been doing try to get better at it so this week you know uh, leading up to our you know uh is 
really important fundamentally, you know, trying to clean things up. And I think that's been going to be our emphasis this week, moving into that, you know, two weeks out from game week. Absolutely. Coach, uh, let's go. We'll come back to our team in Northeast here in a second. But I want to kind of go through for our fans that are watching this and maybe haven't had the chance to introduce yourself to them yet. Let's go through the coaching background, you know, everything you've done in your life, your personal. Now you got a wonderful family that uh, supports you. Every coach does, in my mind, has a great family behind them. So your thoughts on just, just kind of who Sean Cannon is. Yeah, the real head coach is at the house. I promise you that. Uh, <laughs> uh, for all of us, I but, think. Uh, but but been married uh, to my wife, Julia. Met her at Delta State. You know, she was actually a, uh, a GA force in football when I was coaching. And probably around a two-year run there, we, we, we hated each other. And, uh, and then after a while, we were like, why don't we just go out? And within six months, we were engaged. And within a year, we were married. And, and so uh, we got, got three great kids. Got one uh, that just turned 21. Uh, playing football at Delta State. He's able to play for me uh, for, uh, well, one year. He got hurt his first play of his freshman year, but oh, wow. played for me for mm -hmm. one year. And then got a daughter that's a senior and got one that's in sixth grade, you know. And so they uh, they keep me going for sure, you know. Um, um, got a lot of great support support there. But, yeah, I grew up in Catlin City, you know, um, famous for the square. You know, Absolutely. I, I used to take people home with me on the weekends and, you know, they, they, this is all y'all do, just ride around this square. And I'm like, yeah, that's pretty much what we got, you know. And then, um, and then people, you tell them where you're from, and oh, that's the place with the round, with the little circle around. Everybody just rides around. I said, yeah, that was it. And, you know, got the thing about the other day, we were talking about fast food. And I said, you know, the only thing I ever had was Sonic. You know, mm -hmm. that's all we had. And, uh, you know, I remember they had the, the, three for 99 cent mini burgers on Winsky. Yeah. So you, you didn't eat breakfast or lunch. You waited after school and you ran down there with <laughs> five bucks and man, you got full, you know, yeah, and, and you look, and it was living good life. Oh, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. Then, then we would, you know, when I moved on to college and you know, everybody's why you eat Sonic so much, like that's really all I ever knew, you know? And so when we, when I moved up here to go to school, uh, back in 93, you know, there's a McDonald's, man. I, you, you thought McDonald's was at the end of the world right. growing up in Catlin City, you mm -hmm. know, like going to Grenada was a big trip, but like Tupelo, uh, coming to Tupelo from there was like, man, we're, we're going down to, you know, the coast or we're going to right. Dallas, Texas Absolutely. or somewhere, you know, mm -hmm. and so, uh, but, uh, but did that, you know, played here for two years, um, you know, for Coach Tucker, I, I was able to play here, Coach Southward, Coach Carnell with our, were our coaches here at the time, and, um, you know, I stayed here through my spring of 94. Uh, then I was kind of kind of lost, you know. I had, a, you know, all my buddies, a few of them had signed out to play, and I was kind of left here, you know. And mm -hmm. I was like, man, I got to do something. You know, I got to go into continue my football career. And so end up, um, you know, had, had a walk-on opportunity at, at West Alabama. And then, uh, you know, then I end up calling Delta State. You know, hey, can I come down and talk to you, whatever. So I go down and talk to the coach. And I remember going to the dorm first. Me and my dad drove down, and we went to the dorm. I didn't know where the football facility was. Mm -hmm. And, you know, talked to Coach Knight there. And, you know, he's like, I think we're going to let you come out, you know. And so, but you got a running test of 16 110s, you know. And, of course, Coach Tucker, when we were here, we used to get a, a you know, of course, there was no communication. You just got mail. You mm -hmm. know, you got right. regular snail mail. And uh, we had this huge running test. Man, you talking about word to death. You know, I was like, oh, man, am I going to pass this test? We never did one here. It was always, I guess, mm -hmm. more of a fear factor than anything. But I remember the head coach saying, hey, you got 16 110s. You got to make them in 17 seconds. And I'm like, ugh. You know, so I, I ran and ran and ran and ran. And, you know, so the, the I think we probably had about 25 to 30 
players running in my group at the end, and I remember I was one of three left. I was one of three because I remember I was like, I'm not, I cannot screw this opportunity up. I got to at least be in shape. And uh, so, I mean, dudes are falling out left and, left and right. And here I am over here, and I'm still standing tall. So I made all my 110s, you know, whatever. And I remember going out there, and, I, and um, of course, I was the, you know, probably the smallest D lineman we had, you know. So I knew my job was to going to be push the players in front of me to make them better, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and we had two really good D tackles in front of me. But, I, you know, I, I knew it was kind of my job to, you know, to, to make sure they were doing what they needed to mm-hmm. do. And so I, I uh, we were watching film one day, and – so the, I was lined up on the right, and the, and the guy on my left had passed me. Uh, he ran past me, and uh, he said, "Man, it looks like a Corvette pa- passing a Studebaker." So, so that I inherited that name, uh, you know, there when I played. Wow. Uh, but but I remember, you know, kind of struggling in camp. Really didn't know anybody. Kind of went down there by myself, and and I remember I, I called home. I said, "Look," I said, "the I said the D coordinator don't even know my name." He was like. Oh, yes, he does. So I remember we had that first Saturday scrimmage. Man, I went out there and I had two sacks. You know, of course, then you couldn't touch the quarterback. But I remember I busted through. And so I'm sitting in the back of the room and I'm Steve Carter, uh, you know, coached up, coached around this area for a long time. Coach mm-hmm. Carter was our DC. And uh, I knew my play was coming up. So I'm, I'm there. I'm, I'm sitting there ready for it. You know, I'm kind of in the back. We're in the dark, you know, and mm-hmm. he's ripping on this guy and that guy. And so I busted through, got my sack. And then uh, he was like, uh, Cannon. I said, Yes, sir. You in here? Yes, sir. He's man did a good job, Sarah. Didn't even know your name till then, you know. So <laughs> <laughs> I said, "Well, that was true." But uh, but ended up playing there two years. Uh, I always tell the kids, you know, my senior year I got voted the, the hustle award. I said, "You know what that means, right? That means you're not very good, but you, you tried really hard, you know." And so, uh, but uh, was able to, uh, you know, I was I was done. I was I was going through that fall of, of my student teaching. Mm-hmm. I was going to go back to Calhoun City, and I actually went to the coaches' convention. And um, my position coach, Bill Ashley. Um, was still going to be there. Well, anyway, run into Coach Knight and my and my coaches there at the, at the convention there in Jackson. And hey, what are you doing this fall? I say I'm going to you know do my student teaching because I'd had everything I needed up until then, you know, to get that. And like, hey, uh, Coach Ashley's leaving. Uh, he said, you ever thought about being a GA? And I'm like, what is a GA? I never knew what that was. I knew we had GAs there. Never knew, right. you know. And uh. They were like, I said, I'm not even graduated. Oh, well, you were then so many hours of, of your your undergrad degree, you can take grad classes. Why don't you come back? And uh, I remember at the time I was working uh, on, on the highway department. I remember I was we were we were straight in the road from Catalina City to Bruce. Ooh. And man, you talking about a hot summer Ooh. now? I'm I'm on that big rolling machine and I'm out here. You know, I'm like, man. So I remember my dad come up on the job site. He's like, uh, Hey, uh, Coach Knight just called go home and call him you know of course there's no cell phones then and so i get off the deal and i run home and coach knight said hey you you want you want this position and i said when do i need to be there he said tomorrow so i go back up there and i say i got this job and so i ran home packed up went down and started coaching you know and that was hard for me because um you know i had coached a lot of my old teammates you know right. and so they're looking at me like, why are we doing this? Why are we practicing like, you know, and, I, you know, I couldn't tell them, you know, like I said, man, I'm, I'm sitting on the back wall in the staff meeting. I have no say in this, you know, and so was able to do that. Then I was going to go back and leave in the spring. I was going to go finish up my stuff. I want to go coach high school football. And, uh, well, we don't want you to go. Won't you stay around? Let's go the alternate route. So now you got to take 18 more hours mm-hmm. to get the non-teaching degree. I'm like, ugh. But I remember Coach Carter's like, hey, man, he said, sign up for these two or three classes and you even got to come I, i'll just you know it was like 
tennis and you know all the you know oh, yeah. whatever you know that's right he said you stay over here and break down film you'll be fine. all right so anyway he leaves and goes to una so here i am over here i'm in grad school i'm in undergrad beginning tennis class i'm having to attend the class i'm over here doing the swim <laughs> class i'm like oh, this is no good but anyway stayed through there was able to uh get my master's i worked really hard on that i mean i i, I was summer fall spring trying to get that knocked out and because I remember coaches telling me, look, man, if you ever get a chance to get it, get it now. You're never going hard. It's hard to go back once you leave to try to get one. And so I did that. Really didn't know what I was going to do then and uh, hired a new coach. My head coach, Coach Knight, had left uh, after our 98 season. Um, brought in Steve Campbell. Had had our, our defensive coordinator at the time after Coach Carter left in 98 was Greg Stewart. And uh, and. Coach Stewart had come from Jacksonville State, and then uh, I remember he's the one that made me take Julia out. He's like, will you take her out? I said, I ain't taking her out. He's like, she loves you. Won't you date her? So he's the one that made me Some take – Some of the best advice you ever got that's right, right there. That's right. So he, he made me take my wife out. So uh, so Stax was there. We called him Stax. Uh, and Coach Campbell had played college football together at Troy. And uh, so Stax went to bat for me. Man, I made the, man my $800 a month living in the dorm. I thought I was, you know – I remember going and, and, and leasing my first vehicle. I, wow. Boy, I thought I was – and I think I had an extended cab, gold S10, never forget it. And uh, probably I think my payments like 112 a month. Wow. Man, you tell me I was like, God, this is unbelievable here. Cause, but I think I filled up my truck like once a month because I was in with like a quarter of a mile from the office to, the, to where I lived. Right. And so, you know. But uh, was able to stay there. You know, Coach Campbell kept me on. Then Coach Stewart left after the, after the 98, 99 season, went back to Jacksonville State. So we, we hired another defensive coordinator who ended up playing with Coach Campbell at Southeast Louisiana before they folded football. Mm -hmm. Coach Campbell had, had left and went to Troy after that. And then Coach Matthews had left and come to Dell State. So mm -hmm. Coach Matthews was, was a Dell State guy. And, so I was able to stay there for a long, you know, for th through our 2000 season. That was the year we won our national championship. Absolutely. And, man, I'm thinking, like, this is year four of coaching. Man, this is good stuff here, man, getting a championship ring and getting to play on ESPN. And, you know, and, and you realize back then to where you are now, as where I am now as a coach, how hard championships are to come by. You know, you, I took those for granted because my second year we won a, a conference ring, and I'm thinking, man, this is awesome. I'm going to get me 10 or 12 rings. Right. You realize how hard it is, but – you know, after Coach Matthews uh, had left and then um, Coach Campbell ended up going to Middle Tennessee, you know, and so we were all kind of in limbo because, you know, most time when your head coach leaves, <laughs> you know, everybody – Yeah, staff is gone. You know, guys going to bring in his new people. And I remember Coach Rick Rhodes came in, and he's actually uh, – Coach Campbell and all – and his head coach in college at Troy, mm -hmm. you know. And uh, so I was able to stay on there. He kept me on. I'm, in 02, I remember it was me and Carlton Buckles and, and Coach Rhodes on defense. And Carlton Buckles, who's now the secondary coach at TCU. Uh, so we were kind of a, a put our heads together defensive staff. So we didn't really have a, a defensive coordinator. But I remember Coach, Cam, uh, coach Rhodes come in and said, hey, I want you to call the game on Saturday. We're playing uh, Northwestern State. And I'm like, huh? Mm -hmm. I didn't know what that was, you know. <laughs> and uh, so he, he prepared me to, to be a defensive coordinator. He was kind of mm – -hmm oversaw that fall and you know and, and then after that he moved to the offensive side of the ball um 
was able to get one of my college teammates that was coaching running backs over with me on defense. And so we uh, so we ended up being the D coordinator there in 03 and 04 and then uh, had a good run there, you know. And so, you know, and that's kind of where it went, you know. And, and I was thinking this morning, you know, probably my best coaching year, most most memorable coaching year was New Mexico military. Mm-hmm. Um, things didn't work out at Dell State. You know, been there for 10 years, playing there, coaching there. And, you know, and, and ten years in the coaching business at one place is a luxury. It is. In and of itself, it is. Even back then, it is. And uh, you know, and and you know, me and me and Coach Rhodes, we we butted a little bit of heads, and you know, had some you know difference of opinions and things, and so it was probably good for me to part ways there, you know. Uh, but I remember going to uh, try to get a job, man. I was I was applying here, applying there, all these jobs, kept getting turned down, kept getting turned down. So one of my GAs. Josh Lynn, who is now the been a successful head coach, he's now the head coach at West Texas A and M. His brother uh, got the head job in New Mexico military. Had no idea. I just knew Josh was from New Mexico, mm-hmm. and uh, this is probably about mid March. And he called. He's like, "Look, man, my brother just got this job, and and New Mexico military is a little bit different deal because there's sixth grade of high school through college through, through sophomore college there. That's right. So very different. Yeah, it's a live-in. You know, you're thinking JUCO. Hey, there's you know Cahoma and Colin, but you know it's you know we're there and we're then you know two or three hours from the next JUCO. And he's like, hey man, I, I said man, I've never even been out there. I just you know so I, I I talked to Julia about it and I was like, hey, I'm just gonna do it. You know, didn't even guys like I'd fly you out and let you look at it. Ah, coach, I'm good. Let me just just go see what this is about. Right. You know, so I packed my car up, drove 14 and a half hours across, you know, <laughs> across uh, across country and right. uh, by myself. And here I go, you know, but uh, remember, Roswell, New Mexico, living in the living in the dorm. I mean, living in the field house. We had a we called it Cahoon Armory and, and downstairs was kind of the basement uh, where all the locker rooms were. And then you had the. The main floor with a basketball arena. Then you had the coaches' offices, and then fifth floor, I believe, was an old abandoned office. And so I remember going to get a blow-up mattress, and that's where I'd sleep wow. at nighttime. And then, mm-hmm. I, of course, the head coach he was like, "Come on, stay with me." And I'm like, "Coach, you got a family here. I'm good." So I remember going to at nighttime. I'd sit in my office and play PlayStation, you mm-hmm. know, of course. Absolutely. And uh, I'd go down in the mornings and take my shower and get ready for work, and you know, and and so I was there from basically March all the way to july by myself i think i come home one time you know and um and so we were working there and you know unique place uh bowling alley on campus you know i mean there was a lot of neat had an unbelievable uh, military museum where all the that's right the you know and 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 if you go back and look like owen wilson roger Staubach, i mean there's a lot of famous alumni that played there and And they've uh, got a pretty famous stadium too do they not wool bowl i believe yeah Yeah, well see the wool bowl is it was next door see okay our football field that we, we played within is a basically our dorms were a U, and uh, so every football player was part of a troop. So you had the Alpha Troop, Bravo, Charlie, uh, Delta, Echo, right. Foxtrot, Golf, Hotel, India. So everybody was basically known. So you might have had sixth graders and sophomore JUCO guys in the Alpha Troop, Bravo. Mm-hmm. So. Our, our game, our stadium was surrounded by that. So it was really a couple of things of stands and, you know, and so that's where we played our games. Now, I always wondered, I said, what is this field over here? Well, we don't really go over there. So hmm. at the time, kid, kids couldn't leave campus. You know, the time we gotcha. could leave campus was school, you know, mm-hmm. sanctioned events, whatever. And so that's where we played our ball games. And But I, I, I remember we, we had 18 sophomores that were returning from, from that team, and I think three come back. Like, we just – the kids couldn't take the military part of it. So 
we signed probably 60-something kids within from March until August, mm-hmm. you know. And, and these are kids that you had to have an 18 to get into school. There was not like a, your, right. your non-typical junior college. And and I remember my, my, my recruiting spiel was like, football's got to be the main thing in your life because it's going to be about number eight on your list when you're here, you know, because mm-hmm. it's it's the Corps, it's the military, it's the marching, it's – and and it and a lot of kids, you know, struggle with that. You know, we, we didn't have a lot of kids make it early because of the military part. They couldn't take the getting up. And then it'd be where a ninth grader in high school could tell a junior college freshman what to do because of his higher rank in the military, you know. Wow. And so uh, – but our freshmen I, – I, and I tell our kids every year that I've coached since then of, of like all freshmen there, you had to stand up to eat. So you could not mm-hmm. sit down and, and eat. You had to stand up. Uh, no electronics, so no cell phone. Uh, no kind of TV, n- nothing like that for a whole mm-hmm. semester. So you could imagine kids now, like, Coach, oh, you, right. my phone, man, you can talking about, I couldn't use your phone. That was it, you know, and uh, getting up and marching every morning, having this and having that. And so we only, we only got our kids probably one – we got them from like 2.30 to 5, and that was it. That was meetings, weights, practice. You had to get wow. it all done because they had to go back and do their military deal. Mm-hmm. But I remember going to the cafeteria one day and – you know, I'm over here eating, and, of course, the whole school ate at one time. Right. I mean, you had 4,000 people, boom, one time in the calf. Mm-hmm. And I remember I'm kind of mid, mid-fort mid going up here, and it was at ease, and everybody just froze. And I'm kind of looking around like, what, what, what's, what's going on here, you know? And so they make their little school announcements and continue, and everything gets back loud again. Mm-hmm. But, you know, but, but that was such a good time because, you know, they were – Two and ten the year before or something, and we were able to go six and five, I believe, seven and four maybe. But took a lot of kids that that just love football. That you know that hey, this was their last opportunity, you know. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we we beat some teams we wasn't supposed to beat. And but we'd always been used to bringing our kids over to our house, me and my wife, and feeding them. And you know, mm-hmm. and these kids were we had a water burger right across the street from the school and. And, and and look, they were begging me every coach, you go over and give me something to eat. I'm starting like so. I'm over here with twelve bags. I'm sneaking it in because I'm like, if I get busted, they're going to put me. You know the. So I'm over here with twelve bags of water burger, trying to sneak them in the dorm, you know, and stuff, and you know, and so I always cherish that that moment because you know the 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 two guys I worked for were you know really really great guys and you know taught me a lot about you know the, you know I'd been used to four year football, you know, so mm-hmm. a freshman comes in, hey. Go, go sit down. You're red-shirted anyway. And so you put your time into juniors and seniors. But there you really – that that got my first taste of junior college with the young youngness of a kid right. that you got to put on the field. You know, and then and then the good Lord blessed me. I remember, you know, we, we were going around the first time I went to the, to the grocery store. And I said, where's your Golden Flake chips? And they looked at me like, what? <laughs> <laughs> you know, where yeah. – you know, sweet tea. Y'all got sweet tea? Oh, yeah, we got sweet tea. Well, sweet tea out there was is raspberry tea. And right. I'm talking about, I, like, you know. And mm-hmm. so I remember calling my mom, and I said – and I, I asked him for blue plate. What, what's blue plate? Mm-hmm. You know, they had no – so I called my mom. Yeah. She sent me a big care box of Golden <sighs> Flake and blue plate mayonnaise. You know, Moms all the – the best, absolutely. All the southern things that you had, yes. you know. And uh, so the good Lord blessed me. We, we, we had a great year and um, uh, was able to come back to UNA. Uh, from Coach Willis had called me, hey, you interested in coming back to UNA? And – you know, it was able to do that, came back, uh, had to get back south. And, and uh, you know, so that was a good time, you know, uh, of my life. You know, spent somewhere I'd probably never go. Got to go to Utah, got to go to Arizona. You know, mm-hmm. I, places I, we, I'd probably never go rest of my life to play football. But, 
you know, saw, saw a lot of different parts of the country. But I was able to get back to UNA in 06, uh, work for Mark Hudspeth, mm-hmm. uh, who at the time was our offensive coordinator in, in, in uh, the year we won our national championship. Mm-hmm. So I knew Coach Hood, you know, and never worked for Coach Hood, worked with Coach Hood, right. you know. And so I uh, was able to go there and co- start coaching linebackers. Had a great run there from 06 to to 09. I think we were – Won forty something games, won a couple conferences, played in the semifinals one 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 year, and so um, you know. And then the opportunity came up. Coach Hud left. Terry Bowden come in for our '09 season. Kind of the same mm-hmm. deal, you know. Your head coach leaves and takes a, another job, a position job where he cannot afford to take you with him. And here we right. go again. We just went, you know, thirteen and one. We're about to all lose our jobs, but thankful Coach Bowden kept us all. And um, you know, from then on, after that fall, uh, end up. Getting a call from, uh, you know, from uh, John Williams and, hey, interested in, he just got the, the job at Itawamba. I knew where Itawamba, I recruited Itawamba when I was at right. uh, at Delta State in, in UNA and, you know, went over there. And, you know, then JUCO's been my life since uh, since 2010. And, uh, you know, it's all come back full circle here from, you know, coming back here to play and, you know, and now I'm back here coaching, you know. And so uh, it, 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 it's, a, it's, it's funny how coaching will bring you – uh, always back full circle, you know, but, but I know what junior college gave me, gave me an opportunity to, you know, continue my career. Um, when I worked in Alabama, I always told, you know, our kids, man, you know, in Mississippi, our kids are lucky, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. those kids in Alabama, if you couldn't go to Auburn, Ole Miss, or Auburn, Alabama, I mean, you're stuck. That's you, right. there's, there's no football there, you know, and our kids in our, in our state are very, very blessed to be able to continue their careers, you know, and, and I know over the years, the, you know, the the talk of the up and the out-of-staters. And, you know, and I was always, hey, whatever's best for our league. But I always knew what our league gave me. You know, That's uh, right. uh, our league gave Sean Cannon a chance to be a college student to begin with, to get my education, uh, to continue my football career, you know. And then and then it, it gave me more than I probably ever gave it, you know. And, and so I'll, I'll never take junior college for granted you know and 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 you know in course once all of the, the 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 last chance shoes come out and it really opened up a lot of eyes to you know what, what our league does give you know i mean it's it's a great league and 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 produces phenomenal football players and you know and and you know and the, and the relationships you know that that's the biggest thing too you know you you you, you can always bring up where'd you play oh i played at colleen hey you remember so and so and boom it's just like an instant connection right. with kids that you didn't even you know didn't even uh coach you know together but uh but i love this league and i and i and, and i'm looking forward to uh you know hopefully this thing will keep continuing because i i do think you know from, from where it started from when I was here to where it is now, you know, it, it's it's an unbelievable uh, opportunity for kids, for sure. And that's one of the things when you first came here in January and we did our first interview together, you mentioned that you want to make sure our kids know about the great opportunities that Northeast can give them to move forward because you've lived through that. Yeah. You're right. You're right. You know, and and, and it's like anything. Uh, kids have all the answers. I had all the answers. You know, and so I go back and go, hey, uh, look, I'm 48 years old. I was 18. You're 18 and you've never been 48. So just listen to the things that we, we're trying to tell you uh, to keep you on the right path, you know. And uh, and I know that's hard because, you know, what, what does this coach know, you know, but, but, but it's you, you've lived through things and you've seen guys that this league has made their life, has changed their life, you know. Uh, kids that I've coached, kids that I've seen on other teams talking to other coaches that – junior college was able to change their life, you know, uh, from, uh, you know, look, I've had kids over my years who didn't even graduate high school, you know, right. and, and, mm-hmm. and leave there in a year and a half with a college degree and 
now they've got a four-year degree, and 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 now they're on their own, making their own living, and you know, and and, and that's always the that's always the greatest thing as a coach. You know, you, you you remember good wins, and you forget bad losses, but you'll never forget the, you know, the 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 lives that you, that you've been in contact with to see you know uh, what they're doing now with their life. You know, and and look, I, I probably had more kids call me after they've done more than they did while they were there with me. As far mm-hmm. as coach, I see what you're I see what you're talking about now. You know, right. and, and and hey, this is. You know, what changed my my mindset, I remember I started working at a furniture factory when I was 13. Probably shouldn't have done that because, but, you know, I, they slipped me in. Hey, I'm over mm-hmm. sweeping floors. And I remember every summer I would I would get ready to leave to go back to football. We never had, you know, we didn't come back in, in, in June or like we do right. now. You know, you show up in August. And and uh, I remember every one of the year, every year I get ready to leave, all those guys, hey, don't don't come back up in here, but get your degree. And that, that rest in my mind, like, man, I do not want to do this rest of my life, you know. And right. so every time I would school, like, like oh, you know, I'm, you know, that that furniture factory and that and that just something about that smell and hearing those air guns. And I'm like, Mm-mm. I said, man, I, let, let me study a little bit harder, you know. And, and so uh, but but, you know, and that's the thing I try to tell our kids about, you know, just keep. Keep fighting every day. I know it gets hard, and but but it'll pay off in the end for sure. Sure will, no doubt about that. Coach, I want you to go through, and you mentioned three great Northeast coaches from the past who were your coaches here, Coach Southward, yep. uh, Coach Tucker, Coach Carnell. You got any memories of those three that, that we could share maybe on over the air here because those are three really good men. That oh, were man, yeah. I, I remember Coach Southward, you know, when I got here. I'm scared to death of him, you know, I mean, because – why I got into coach, I looked up to my high school coach. And, you know, and basically, look, we had a couple of, of student guys, but it was – I remember Coach Carnell coached the O-line and D-line. You know, right. that, that, he, he did both. So, like, he would he would get on the O-line for getting beat by the D-line, then he would tell the <laughs> D-line he did a good job. You know, and that's right. that's all we knew. And uh, But I always could tell he was very, very mild-mannered. But, I remember when he when he got mad and then veins would pop out in his neck, <laughs> this guy means business now. But mm-hmm. I always remember when I would – when I when – I, Got back into coaching, and when I'd come up here and recruit, I'd always stop and see him, you know. And he's like, "Here's O'Cannon, you got that Delta haircut?" Because I used to have me a flat top back then. Uh-huh. And he used to get on about my haircut, but uh, but I remember Coach Sauer when I got here. I'm like, "Man, this guy is like, because he's the only guy that coached defense, mm-hmm. you know. Like he he was out there, you know. He was, and I remember like trying to learn the learn the defense. Like he was, I remember I remember call today. You know, you forget a lot of things. You get older, but I remember it was tight to Mike, and I always remember. Uh, the signal for it and everything like that, but then you know, and then uh, and then Coach Tucker, you know, I remember uh, we always met in Hugh White in the dorms on Wednesday nights, you know, in the little back lobby back there. There was a, you know, we had a little lounge here, I guess, and we'd always have team meetings in there. And uh, but he would come in there and get us get us fired up Wednesday nights for the game on Thursday. And you know, I remember he used to have that straw hat and. I don't know if he'd step on it. He'd, he'd roll, you know what? But it was all cricket up. He grabbed that hat, you know, and and uh, but but I, but I remember going in one time, and I want to go. I, f- I forgot what I had going on, but I was so scared to go talk to the head coach. Like, so I remember going. I said, Coach Tucker, you know, I I, I got this coming up at home, and can I can I be be excused after practice to go back home? And he just sat there, and I'm like, I'm just kind of in their offices at the mm-hmm. time. We're in Patterson. I remember remember yeah. going to Patterson. Mm-hmm. And I'm just kind of looking at the ground, like, God, what is he gonna say? And he just kept like kind of looking up at the at the ceiling. He's kind of looked, and he's like, never been on a list, always on time, perfectly fine, perfectly fine, you know, whatever. <laughs> right. And uh, but but uh, but th- three great men, you know, you, you go back and think about what you, you know, it's kind of one of those deals where you didn't really know what you had till you That's till right, you left, yes. and you know the influence those guys had, and and uh, you know, and then 
with Coach Carnell in softball. You know, me and Coach Long talk about that all the time with, you know, the impact he had here. But, uh, you know, three great men in my life, you know, that, that started, you know, that, that, that journey of uh, – and, and I remember Sergio – was our trainer yep, at the time. Warren, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, we'd have a guy get hurt, and they'd run over to Sergio. And I remember Coach Tucker, get away from Sergio. He ain't no doctor. <laughs> you know, like that was a thing, you know. But uh, but but it, it was it was a great two years here. You know, we had some, you know, we won some games. We probably weren't supposed to win. But, you know, it, it really taught you about getting on those bus trips. And I remember going to – we'd go to Pearl River, and we, we'd leave at 8 o'clock in the morning. But we they had barracks for you. You'd go, and you'd lay in a bed, and then you ate pregame mm -hmm. meal with the other team. You know, that's wow. – you know, and then after uh, the game – You wouldn't do that these days, no. would you? <laughs> after the game, you go get you a sack lunch that their calf would fix, and you get back on the mm -hmm. bus. And, you know, things like that don't – you know, I, I remember the – Coaches get into it, and then after the game, they's over there hanging out and talking or whatever. You know, just just a different different style. You know, but no uh, doubt. Now, one of those big wins. Did y'all not beat Delta the year after they won the national championship? We did. I, I remember that this was the this was the '93 year. That's the year they won it, I believe. And uh, I remember I remember Jerron Bolden. That, that was he he went to Canadian League right out of JUCO and. Mm -hmm. You talking about some good looking dude. Raymond G actually was on that team. Me and Raymond actually coached together at Dell State. Raymond okay. went on and played. I think Larry Williams is on that team. And and uh, but I remember just a little going like, ooh, you know. But back then though, even every team was going to have two or three NFL guys on right. there. I remember Jones had Orphus Roy. I mean, you, and we had Jerome Woods here now. That's I, right. I remember Jerome was here and. We got a picture of him in the field house. I remember telling the kids, I said, I play with that guy right there. And I remember Jerome was about a 6'4 safety. Like, man, look at this guy, you know. And, right. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, we beat Scuba one year. I remember that. Um, they had they had Antoine Smith, uh, big running back, ended up playing for the Bills. And, you know, and so we had some, we had some, we had some good wins and, you know, but it was a, it was a good time. You know, it, it was a, it was a great time because, you know, but, but back then, you know, it was, it was commonplace to fight. You know, a fight broke out. They just, you got the fight over with, and you resume the game. You know, now you're getting targeted and injections and all this. That's but back right. then it was just, hey, this is Juco war, man. You know, this is a fight, and this is what happened. Referee... Imagine if Les Chintzy had been around in the 1990s Oh, man, yeah, or 80s. boy, they wouldn't even believe that, you know, for sure. But, uh, but, but, but for sure enough. Absolutely. Coach, I, I want to go through, you know, we mentioned some of the great coaches you've worked with through the years, but maybe as you developed your coaching philosophy into the great defenses you've coached through the years, who are some of the mentors you look to to develop your philosophy? Yeah, you know, go back to Steve Carter, you know, um, he, he was more of a, a let's let's game plan each week on people. Let's try to let's try to take what they do the best and don't let them don't let that be the best on game day and, and try to make them do some other things. And so we were constantly you know, working the different schemes, and let's let's try to take away the tight end on this play. And then when, uh, and so he was a, he was a pressure guy. You know, I mean, he was he was kind of the you know the they say the saying now is solve your solve your problems with aggression. You know, he was kind of that guy. You know, and uh, and uh, then Coach Stewart was uh, was more of a base guy. You know, but mm -hmm. but but taught me really about making the kids play hard. Like I I, I forget he come out there one time. You know, of course in, in the Delta in the summertime. I mean it's. It's hot, and he come out there one day with a full old gray, like old school gray sweatsuit on, oh, like, my like with word. the little uh, with the deals on the bottom of the cuffs. Oh yeah, he's out there rolling on the ground, and I mean he's just pouring. I'm out there like, what is this guy doing? But <laughs> but he he was he was proving to the kids that hey, you're out here, I'm gonna be out here with you. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be just as tough as you're trying to be. And I remember coming back mm -hmm. in the locker room, he's laid out in the on the coach's couch there. Oh, what did I do that for? You know, mm -hmm. but. Taught me really about making kids play hard, regardless of what you do, 
line up in a, a four man front three, whatever it was, play hard, you know. And then, uh, and then when Coach Matthews come in, uh, G Money as we called him, you know, he 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 was, uh, you know, that was our successful year in 2000. We had, a, I think, we had 63 sacks, 170 something tackles for loss. Mm-hmm. You know, we broke the Division two record because. I mean, our philosophy then was one eight hundred dollar blitz. Here we go. Right, you know, it, go. it was it was you know let's let's get it. And uh, but but I really learned a lot because he had played for Coach Carter, and and so you know and so those two kind of molded me more now to what I you know from what I did. And probably the guy that I learned, you know, as far as the the aspect of really of of motivation is Steve Campbell. You know, as far as just how he went about motivating kids and, you know, and, and you call him as a coach now the Newt Rockney speeches after practice. Yeah. And, you know, and, and, and I remember uh, I always did the highlight films every week. And, and, I, and I remember I did one for we was getting ready to play the, in our national championship game. And I did Armageddon uh, when uh, when Harry was trying to get back to push the button on him by seeing Armageddon. Right. But, you know, when he said, don't go back, Harry don't know how to fail. You know, and so he blew up the world, you know, to save, blew up the asteroid to save the world. Right. Then I did Tombstone when uh, when Doc went got out of bed sick, went and killed, uh, you know, Johnny That's Ringo right. sure there did. because yes. of his friend White Earp. And then and then the third one was Rocky Four, you know, mm-hmm. which was, hey, look at, yeah. you know, Apollo got killed by this Russian. Here comes Rocky, you know. And so, you know, I, I probably a 20 minute clip of those three movies. And I remember him telling the kids like, you, you, you look at look at uh, Doc Holliday. He's sick got out of bed for his, you know, fighting for his teammate, you know, for, for, for the love of his mm-hmm. teammate and, and Rocky with Apollo. And he didn't have to go fight that guy, but he did it, for, you know. And so learned a lot about just how to, you know, motivate kids. And so, you know, and, and, then, and then from then on, then you try to just take four or five things from each coach. And, you know, and, and I catch myself with sayings and different things mm-hmm. that I've heard over my years. And you just kind of – it's kind of ingrained in your brain as a coach of, you know, uh, of, of things that you say. And so, I, I know. And so, hopefully, uh, if kids – you know, I've got a lot of kids now into coaching. They're probably saying the same things that <laughs> I said yep. to them when I coached them, you know. And so uh, – but 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 those are guys, you know, going back. Coach Hood was a great motivator, great football coach. You know, I mean, I remember – you know, things he did for our teams at UNA was 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 phenomenal. You know, and and how he he brought out the best in kids, and you know, did a lot for him. He taught me a lot about doing a lot for the kids. You know, he, right. he would gear and you know make them feel make them feel important, make them feel wanted, and you know, and so you take a lot of those. And then I learned probably uh, you know under John Williams, my the last head coach I worked for before Coach Davis, is how to be tough on kids. You know. Um, how to be tough on junior college kids, you know. I mean, some of them needed that, you know. And I remember, hook. I remember Darius Slay. Look, he fired Darius Slay off the practice field my first year in 10. I'm, I'm thinking there thinking, like, why are we running this guy off? Hold on now. This, you know. But I remember him just sending Slay off the field. Get out of here. Go. You know, and here's Slay taking his helmet off, shoulder pads. He quit. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, go back and get him, you know. But he was just teaching those kids of this is going to be the tough love you're going to get here, man, because junior, right. junior college is tough, you know. And so – uh, that really taught me how to be, you know, how, how to be firm with kids, and you know, and understanding that that age of kid at seventeen or eighteen, you got to count on them here now. You know, right. they're, they're, you know, mm-hmm. in four year ball, you you put them to the side, and they're on the scout team, and they get up early and lift at five thirty every day. But here, you're counting on those kids, and so you you, you you got to ingrain them to understand that what you're about to go through is something you've never experienced. You know, and that's the thing we're going through now with. Our, it happens every year, you know. They they think, oh man, this is high school. I got it figured. And they, that game gets out there, and it's like, Whoa, and then it's another speed. Is here we go, you mm-hmm. know. And so, 
Uh, but that's what you try to prepare him for as a coach. Absolutely. Well, Coach, we can't get you out of here without talking about our guys this year because I think we've got another great defense lined up from everything I've been telling. Um, I know we don't have a roster in front of us. I, I know we'll preface this by saying we may miss a few names, but I want to go through so far and let's go D-line to linebackers to the DBs, corner safeties, and talk about some of the guys who are going to make an impact for the Tigers this year. Yeah, you know uh... – First got here, you know, a uh, lot of bodies in the weight room, yeah. more than your typical uh, spring on defense. You know, most of the years you're trying to piece together one or two kids to try to even get 11. Right. Uh, but, uh, you know, excited about our group. You know, I, I think they have made a lot of great strides. And, uh, you know, and, and mainly the, I had to change a lot of sophomores' minds, you know. Uh, Coming here, they're, 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 they've they've learned the scheme prior to me, and now I'm having to reteach them scheme and, and maybe change some you know techniques or whatever it is. But I, I you know I, I never felt like any of the kids ever uh, balked at me, you know, as right. far as that and things. And and uh, you know and and look, I've always told them this. Look, the last tackle I made was 96. You know, like they're the ones that got to make the plays, not me. You know, what's our job as a coach is to Put them in position to make the play, and then and then when they're doing good, don't don't try to mess it up, you know. Right. And uh, but uh, I, I feel like we've got some decent depth at D line. I think I think probably now play about nine or ten guys, which is really good, you know. And 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 you know we know what it is right now, hundred and whatever it's going to be this week. And so you got to play those guys early in the year, you know. And because that's a hard position to play because of the the, the pounding they're going to take you know, uh, snap in and snap out and having to keep bodies fresh. And so uh, that's one thing that, that I know that, that I'll have to be able to do is play those guys, you know. But I think John Jackson, uh, who's, who's a JUCO vet, been here been here for, for, for a few years. Uh, you can tell he's played college football before, you know. Um, uh, you know, you, you've got guys like Zach Crawford, Quay Edwards, you know, that, that, that's been around the block. And, mm -hmm. you know, and, and it's kind of always been my philosophy. You know, I've always told them, like, look, I'm not a guy that's going to go in there and try to figure out what the offense is doing and we'll stop them in practice. Hey, let's fix our problems the next day. You know, if it hits us. And, and those guys have been, you can tell, like, the maturity level is, you know, okay, fool me once, shame on me, fool me mm -hmm. twice, shame on you. Right. You don't get them anymore, you know. And so that goes back to the experience part. Uh, Corey Clark, you know, we, we got him here in the spring with us, uh, yeah. a defensive tackle there. Uh, you know, had, got some young kids, you know, that that will have to throw in the fire early. But, you know, that's that's the thing I've always told freshmen. What's the only thing I cannot give you as a coach? I, I can tell you how it's going to be and can't give experience. And so uh, I think it's very important to get young kids in the game early. Um because you never know when you're going to need them, you know. I mean, you're sitting around week four and they've never touched the field and somebody goes down. And and I've told them all the time, look, you're one play away from playing the rest of the year now. Don't right. don't expect because this guy's in front of you or whatever, you know. And so I never look as D-line as having starters. Hey, we're all starters, you know. It's mm -hmm. just it's just who, who, who starts the game, you know, uh, who's going out there. And so I'm very excited about them. Linebacking core, you know, I, I feel like C.J. Barney is yeah. a guy that uh, brings a lot of leadership to the team, and not necessarily vocal leadership, more, more about his play, the way he goes about practice. Uh, smart football player, very smart football player. Um, he's kind of our Swiss Army knife. You know, he can play on the line. He can play it uh, standing up at linebacker and put him, you know, drop him wide and, 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 and more of a, a spread defensive look, and, and he, he's going he's gonna to be in the right position, you right. know. Um, uh, Clifton Young uh, was a guy that uh, when I got here, I remember Clifton out of high school and 
was able to move him to middle linebacker. You know, I think he was uh, playing on the line a lot for right. him last year. Mm-hmm. And I say, man, this guy's a Mike linebacker to me. And so when I got here, we moved him there. Uh, you know, Justin Wilson from Tupelo uh, yeah. is, a, is a steady, steady football player, very smart, you know. Um, and, uh, and you know, and was able to get Anthony Brown that uh, came with us in the spring. And we've got some, a few transfers uh, that I feel like Keaton Thomas, um, you know, and Jacob Foster, who uh, came from Division One programs, I think is uh, what will, will be impact players for us. Really, really excited about our linebackers. Got some good young ones now. Yeah. Uh, but uh, they lost a little bit right now. But, but, but I've seen the development of guys like DJ Burnett, Michael Brown, You've seen the development of those guys, uh, you know, getting better every day at practice, you know. And that's all you can ask the coach, just be better than you were the day before, you know. And, Coach, I don't hate to interrupt you, but one of the things that I would have to believe from a non-coaching perspective that has to make the coach the most exciting is to see that player start to get it and make that progression in practice, right? Does that not make make it a lot worthwhile? It does. It does. You know, and that's what I always tell them. The greatest joy as a coach is is see your your kids make plays. That's it. I mean that's that's the joy that that's that that's how I still play. You know that's how we our coaches still play is see our kids be successful. You know and uh, now are they getting at everything or no? I mean, right. I, I, last night. Oh, I'm, yeah. Hey, what, what are you? You know, uh, but but it's it's about letting it, letting the game slow down. I, right. I, I'm more of like let's confuse them in practice to keep their heads spinning so when they get in the game it's easy. You know, mm-hmm. let, make make practice harder than a ball game. You know, and I think that's one thing that Coach Davis. Uh, does a great job here of of creating those scenarios in practice of these are game situations. The ball's right. on the twenty, you got to stop them. The ball's on the goal line. Hey, you got to come out. We got to go in. We've got to kick a forty yard field goal. Whatever the scenario, our kids play a lot of different scenarios here. You know, and uh, I think that's good for our kids to know. Hey, it's third and twelve. Hey, let's back up here and and okay, they catch it at six. Come up and tackle them. Hey, we're getting off the field anyway. You know, and uh, and so, uh, and, and so that's the thing you got to try as a coach is to try to put him in as many game-like situations and put him in a situation where it's either a pass or fail. You're going to be there to make the play or you're not, you know. Right. So let's miss it in practice. So when it comes to you in the game, you're going to make that play in the game because you because you made it five to six to eight times in practice. Right. Um, you know, secondary-wise, uh, you know, uh, feel like our corners, uh, Doran Smith, returner that played here last year, uh, solid guy back there, you know, a physical guy. That's one thing I've noticed about him. He is a, you know, the, the thing that, you know, and, and we had successful DBs for a long time, and I've always said the great DBs that go Division One. it's not about interceptions, it's not about pass breakups. Everyone had the trait of can I put the guy on the ground, right. show the ability mm-hmm. to tackle. You know, I mean, we had Darius White back in 13, went to University of California, and I think he had one pick, but 54 solo tackles from a corner position. That's right. That's and uh, and that's one thing he does. He brings that mm-hmm. to the table. Carson Day, uh, he, he is the guy that gets him going back there. You know, he, he's uh, he reminds me a lot of myself. You know, not the biggest guy when he mm-hmm. played, but, but he's going to give you everything he's got, and uh, he's shown – uh, the built-in fall camp makes some great plays, some sure. tackles. Mm-hmm. Jordan Herring's done a good job for us. Uh, another Tupelo kid there. Another Tupelo guy there. Um, you know, and so we, and we've got a lot of young guys back there now, you know, and, and they're taking their lumps. You know, we, we, we've had the ball thrown over our head a few times and, you know, and it's okay now in practice, but uh, but you see though you got to put those kids in those situations because what's going to happen in a ball game? You that's know, September seventh. That's that scenario. Don't come panic. Up. Don't that's panic. Right. You know, don't you know? Just make the play. And so, uh, and that's one thing I think Coach Trevathan's done a good job of of 
giving us multiple sets, a lot of different things to have to defend, ball going over our head, ball over the middle, you know. And so put your kids in, in position. they got to learn to make a play, you know. Right. And, and, uh, and so, you know, but, 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 but been very pleased with our kids. Uh, attitude's been great. Now the heaps, <laughs> you know, as, right. as a player, right. you know, sometimes a coach, you're like, I don't know if we're going to go out here today. But, yeah. uh, but, but the good news is they're all used to it because in Mississippi we get that same you're right. every single year. You're right. That's why I always tell them, hey, it's hot in Raymond. It's hot, it's hot in Weston. Hey, it's hot, right. it's hot in Senate. Toby, you act like it's only hot here, you know, and so, uh, but, but, but been very pleased with them, you know, we, and it's kind of the old deal now, as close you get to game week as a coach, you're like, let's get the horse to the race, you know, you got to get, you know, you, you got your minor injuries here, you few pulls and strains mm -hmm. and things, but, uh, but we, we can get our kids, we feel like getting back on the, back on the mend, and I know now their legs are give out, and when are we going, you know, and so that's that that's part of, you know, us getting our kids ready to play and, you know, and, and be full speed on game day. That's right. Last question, Coach, and we'll get you out of here. Uh, for those coming to Tiger Stadium this fall, uh, when you want them after the game, takeaways from, from your defense, what do you want them to be able to see on a week-in, week-out basis from your defenses? Well, you know, uh, I've always learned this. What is the greatest compliment as a coach uh, that anybody can give you is your kids play hard. Um, that's one thing I, I strive to do every day. Uh, I try to grade them on effort, uh, putting them in those situations of understanding that what what breed what's the what's the best thing about junior college is you got to find ways to create competition. Yeah. You know what is your competition? Well, a lot of guys come in and they're they know they're the better player. Hey, this guy's I'm better than him. You know whatever whatever. So I'm not going to be as pushed as much in practice because I know I'm going to play. You know. Defense a little bit different. Offense, hey, you're kind of set in stone with your quarterback. You're kind of set in stone with your O-line. It's not like you're going to rotate O-line like wideouts. But what's the good thing about defense? You can you can play a lot of bodies. You know, you can play special teams. You know, you can play on the on on you know in the ball game and you know and and that's the thing I always want to you know I'm, I remember I had a kid that played for me I guess 10 12 years ago now but but guy come up to me after game, coach I love to watch that guy play man he plays hard you know and you know and and, I, and I, that's a good thing they played here last year now I, I've been watching a lot of tape from you know uh from previous seasons when I got here and you know that that's one thing they had a nick they had a nick for of, of playing hard here you right. know and and uh don't buy a ticket you hear me say that all day you know don't you know if you want to buy a ticket go get some popcorn and a coat go sit in the stands <laughs> don't buy a ticket here you know yeah. like don't you know you know, but uh, but but that's the thing in, in, a, in a cohesive unit. You know, and it's hard right now. You know, kids are they're tired of going against the offense, right. and you know, and they're ready to play somebody else. And you know, but that's the thing I told them after practice the other day. I said, "Look, that's the only offense we got. Y'all the only defense we got. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, right. So we've got to learn to game day. Hey, that's us scoring points. If that offense scores, hey, we stop people. That's the, that's the offense." stopping people as well you know and uh and 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 playing together and cohesion and so so important great chemistry you know that that's always been a form of success had great talent over the years maybe not had great cohesion great cohesion not as talented a lot of times that wins over a lot the, the, kid, the kids care about each other you know i've seen that a lot at this level no it is it is you know you could on paper you could be very very talented but not be a team you know mm -hmm. but but you cannot as be as talented in some position but you make up for it and just determination and grit. And I think that's that's what taught me as a player that I try to bring to coaching, you know, like find a way, you know, like, like you know, just find a way, to, you know, to, to make that, you know, like when you get that opportunity to get in there, 
Like when I played, it, it look, I appreciated those reps. Yes. I didn't take them for granted. Man, I was appreciative of my coach let me play, you know, because – and that's always been my philosophy of the coach. If you do what you're supposed to do during the week and work hard and, 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 and know your assignments, hey, what's your reward? Hey, your, your payday is getting to play, you know, because that's, right. that's why you're here. Mm-hmm. You're, you're coming to play. And so uh, – so very excited about that, and I'm I'm anxious to 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 get this thing kicked off, and you know it'll be different for, you know, uh, different different atmosphere, different deal. But you know, coming out that locker room every day, going up to that practice field, I was on there for, heck, I don't know the math, but that was a long time ago, and and hitting that same practice field, and then going on that game field uh, Thursday night for our scrimmage, and you know, remembrance of Tiger Stadium. It's it, it brings back great memories of, uh, of of you know, playing here and then, you know, and so uh, I'm very excited. We're ready to make some more great memories as well, Coach, this year. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Coach Cannon. Thank you. Appreciate you. That's Sean Cannon, defensive coordinator for our Northeast Tigers here on the Tiger Town Sports Podcast. Looking forward to seeing his defense in action this year. Remember, that first game is at home September the 7th. The Heinz Eagles will be coming to town, bringing a good squad, and so we hope you'll make the plans right now to pack out Tiger Stadium for that first game. When we come back, we'll take a look at the week ahead here at Northeast Sports when we come back here on the Tiger Town Sports Sports Podcast. Northeast Mississippi Community College has a storied and reverent past in athletics that identifies where we have been and a passion for success that indicates where we are going. Every former student athlete is a success story within themselves. And the pitch is a line shot into left field. The Tigers are going to walk it off and will walk their way in to the second round. What a gutsy performance. The Lady Tigers win 70 to 65. Lady Tigers are gonna steal one from Senatobia. Cannon fade away three. Wesley puts it back up. He's good, he's good. Wesley got it off. The Tigers have won the region 23 championship. Put back the pass, heave to the end zone. And touchdown Tigers. Join us as we celebrate 75 years of athletic excellence at Northeast. And welcome back one more time to the Tiger Town Sports Podcast. We always appreciate our great interviews. Sean Cannon was one of our best so far, and we appreciate him. Next week, we'll talk to our offensive coordinator, Ryan Trevathan, as it will be officially game week next week, and we'll get a little insight on that Tiger offense. Yeah, you know, this is the second stint for Ryan Trevathan here. He was the offensive coordinator for, you know, 15, 16, I think. Yes, two of our better years. Yeah, two of our better years, so... Good to see him back on campus around here. Excited to see what he will do in the offensive end. You just heard from Coach Cannon about his expectations for the Tiger defense. And as we mentioned off the top of the show, Ryan, they sound like they're pretty high expectations once again. Yeah, and, you know, around here, there kind of always are high expectations mm-hmm. of what we think. You know, there's always, you know, these games that you think we should win. And, you know, we got a chance to win some of these. And, you know, on the schedule, you look at it, it's a pretty favorable schedule. I like the schedule as well. We'll talk about that again here in just a second. First, let's talk about what's coming up this week here at Northeast. And we mentioned a little bit of volleyball off the top of the broadcast. We, again, we're focused is kind of on football more so in the podcast over the last couple of weeks. But we do want to make mention that two huge volleyball matches, our first home matches ever happening this week in Tigertown. Now, the first one by the time this debuts will have happened. That will be on Monday, the 28th of August against Freed Hardeman's Junior Varsity Ball Club. And so we don't have the results for that having taped this earlier. Um, but Wednesday, you got a chance to come out to Bonner Arnold Coliseum and see our first home match against a community college foe, and it'll be Calhoun from Alabama coming to town to take on our Lady Tigers. Our first serve will be at 6 p.m. And so, Ryan, a historic week once again here at North. 
Southeast as we welcome volleyball into Bonner Arnold Coliseum, a venue that's been home to so many championship moments through the years, and now it's a multi-sport <laughs> venue. Yeah, you know, to some people it's always been multi. It was a multi-purpose building yes. as it hosts everything. But, you know, from the crowd that was at me at us at the BEC for the volleyball program, it sounds it feels like it will be uh, two big crowds this week inside mm -hmm. Bonner Arnold Coliseum. Yes, and so we're looking forward to that. I know uh, talking to Coach Ferris, our athletic director, well, the band is going to be there for at least one of the two matches. The cheerleaders will be there, and so we hope you will be there as well. Again, uh, as you're watching this, the Monday match is already happening against Freed Hardeman, but Calhoun will be in town 6 o'clock on Wednesday night. And if for some reason you can't make it, you know we've got you covered. All of our home matches will be on the Gold Channel of NEMCC TV. Now, quickly, Ryan, let's look ahead a week from now because we've got a couple of big things coming up. First off, students remember monday is labor day no classes here at northeast on monday but when you come back it's time to rock and roll as it's game week for our northeast tiger football team and we'll kick it off with meet the tigers tuesday night yeah meet the tigers a chance for the community fans and parents uh, who have friends to come out and support uh the tiger football team and a chance to meet and greet the Tiger football team as well. So that'll be in downtown Boonville a week from when this podcast debuts. Um, and that will be a 7, I believe it's 6.30 start time in downtown Boonville. Uh, the band will be there, cheerleaders, dancers, and of course we'll meet the football team here from Coach Davis as well uh, in that event. So a great time. Posters will be uh, there, uh, autograph opportunities. So make sure you come downtown Boonville. And that will be where Meet the Tigers is for the second straight year, 6.30 p.m. on Tuesday, September the 5th. And then, of course, the big game, the season <laughs> opener on the 7th of September is just right around the corner. Ryan, as the Heinz Eagles come to town, that first game, there's so many newness, so much newness at the community college level that you can certainly read up on the season previews. You can look at the rosters when they come out and, and kind of gather an explanation, but there's so much uh, unknown in that first matchup, and I think that'll be the way it is again this year. Yeah, you know, you go back to last year's first game when we traveled to Hines. Hines was ranked seventh in the country, and we just walked in there, beat them 20-3, to held them to a field goal. And, of course, Hines' is star player running back, uh, Jeffrey Pittman, now a Bulldog at Mississippi State. Mm -hmm. So the, uh, the Northeast defense was able to go in there last week, neutralize him, and walk away with a win last year. Yep, and so this year, another taunting, uh, daunting ass times will be good once again. So we need a huge crowd at Tiger Stadium for that opening football game. Now, we do want to go ahead and mention that our game themes are going to be posted on our athletic website soon. Military Appreciation Night is that first home game. So all active military members, all veterans, you're going to be admitted free with your military ID, or we have military passes available in our president's office. Go by and see our secretary, Misty Devon, and she'll be able to give you those, but you've got to have that active military or, or that prior military ID on you to secure one of those. So either way, we'll be recognizing our military men and women at that first home football game September the 7th. And also, we'll go ahead and recognize our sophomores that night. That's something Coach Davis started last year, and I like that as well, to go ahead and get these young men the recognition they deserve right off the bat, and then we can focus on business the rest of the way through. Yeah, you know, the first game always has a big crowd, so it's good to let the sophomores be introduced in front of a big crowd. Mm -hmm, absolutely, and we are expecting that huge crowd next Thursday night, September the 7th, 6.30 kickoff at Tiger Stadium. Tiger Band will perform at about 6.15, so make sure you get there early, get your seat, and of course, like we said with volleyball, all those football games will be on the Black Channel of NEMCC-TV this year, and our wonderful radio partner, the Shark 102.3. 
FM. So don't forget, this week, volleyball, Wednesday night, Calhoun, 6 o'clock, first serve. And then next week, our focus is big time on football. Meet the Tigers, Tuesday night, 6.30, downtown Boonville. And then the first home football game, Thursday, September the 7th, Hines, right around the corner. Mark it on your calendar. Be here for an exciting opening game uh, as we debut a lot of new players, several new coaches on the sidelines. Um, but it's still going to be the same Northeast football you know and love. It'll be kickoff time at 6.30, military pre appreciation night and sophomore night for our tigers well ryan let's put a bow on this podcast as usual uh, as we appreciate this and we're looking forward to, to another big week this week my friend yeah first two volley home volleyball matches this week and you know a big week there and then of course the next week you know getting ready for football season finally. that's right and then just around the corner fall baseball fall softball fall golf it's about to get busy here in tiger town and hope you'll join us for the ride come by and see us soon here in tiger town usa so for ryan moreland for elijah brooks behind the controls for our guest interview sean cannon i'm blake long saying we'll see you soon in tiger town on the tiger town sports podcast you need everybody in god bless